You are listening to the Family Business Podcast, the podcast aimed at delivering insights to help your family business thrive. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and each week I'll be bringing you interviews from family businesses and their advisors from all over the world. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, hello and welcome to this week's show. I am really pleased to be joined by Sue Howarth and Dave Clarkson. Now, Sue and Dave will introduce themselves in a bit more detail in a minute. Um, Sue is the founder of the Family Business Network, and Dave is a business development director at Langley's Solicitors. So firstly, Sue, Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, yeah, to, to give our audience a um, bit of a feel for, for who you are and what we're going to talk about today, um, perhaps you could introduce yourself and um, let us know what it is you do. Okay. Well, my name's Sue Howarth, and I am the founder of the Family Business Network. Um, the Family Business Network was founded back in 2014, originally through a funded stream to really help businesses across the county of Cumbria. Um, with supporting them in different family business issues and challenges. But actually what I found, partly due to my background in helping businesses grow and develop, connecting different networks, um, I actually found it was really about getting people talking to each other. So the, the original uh, Family Business Network was founded on running what we call insight events. For myself, um, so as business development director for language solicitors, um, if I take it right back to the original introduction to family businesses, um, because I've worked within professional services, um, the majority of the client base were family businesses. Uh, therefore, I wanted to understand the full makeup and understanding of what a family business is. So I started to seek out other people with knowledge and came across a particular professor at Brantford Business School uh, who had a lot of background knowledge and research and, and between us, we started to get a much better understanding of all sorts of aspects of the generational sides, the, the rational, the emotional sides of family businesses. So I could really get a thorough understanding because if I was going to go and talk with them and help support them, I needed to really understand the dynamics of them. Um, and I've probably spent the last several years of developing a background in that and working directly with them now. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And initially, the, the motivation for founding the Family Business Network, mm. was the, you know, what was the trigger point for you in, in thinking that I, I need to create something that is there to help support business families so sort of taking it right back really um my um i'm from family business background um sort of myself um from when i was younger and i remember i would say the more challenging side of being a part of the family business um and even though it wasn't our immediate family we were very aware and very embroiled in some of the things that happened through later life and i think because of that i've always had an interest in the makeup of a family business and um, you you go through time sort of my, my role has been very much generally through my career about putting businesses in touch with each other 
to help them understand each other and how they can collaborate and grow and, and sort of support. And when I first moved up to Cumbria in 2007, I um, worked, carried on with my career in across different sectors. But at the same time, we're starting to make networks in Cumbria and to realize that actually a lot of the businesses I was dealing with, really similar to Dave actually, the, the makeup of them, were, they were all, you know, they were family owned. And at the time we were in Cumbria, it was around 88% of businesses. Um, and that figure hasn't varied much now to this day, was the businesses were family owned. Um, and I think through starting to help and work and support um, not just the existing generation in the business, but starting to look and work with the, you know, the next generation coming through. When there was, um, back in 2014, there was uh, um, different growth hubs that were, um, where we're offering business support packages to businesses across different sectors. And at the time, they put um, an opportunity out to work with family businesses because they recognised that this was a sector that needed support. And I think there's a lot of makeup of family businesses, certainly in some of our localised counties, where they might not be those traditional businesses that, that move out to access the help from perhaps other larger family business networks because they, they often don't think it's relevant or they don't really think themselves as a family business. So what I wanted to do, the, the whole sort of background and the makeup really for it for me um, was about giving support and, and, you know, getting these family businesses, building that trust with them so they would open their doors. And, you know, I know we've, we've spoken about, about that, that storytelling and actually as they start to tell their stories, they, they, you can almost see the light bulb come on sometimes where they, they realise that there's other businesses who are in might be a totally different sector, but because of the makeup of them being family owned, they have those similar similar challenges or the good things. And suddenly we find that they start to share those stories. And they're really, I would say for, for both really, that, that that's been the makeup and the background of it. And it's about building and evolving that now to, you know, to, to sort of bring it up to where it is today and, and going forward. Fantastic, and and to to put that into a bit of um, bit more of a context for for the audience, let's start with what the family business network is today, and and what it does, and why it does. I mean, you've covered obviously that there's some element of um, I guess peer group learning. Is that the right phrase in, in sense of you're putting people in touch with people who may have had similar experiences, but but I know it's more than that, so so perhaps um, you know a bit more in, info on that. Okay, I mean that, yeah, that's a good starting point because that's really uh, with Sue and I, we probably would headline it all as what the network very much is a peer-to-peer learning. That's what we've discovered is sort of the most value to the family businesses. And if I broaden that out, it's, it's really what we're finding is. They all have these different experiences and they really weren't sharing them with anybody else. It was sort of very much the family and within the families trying to get through all these different decision-making themselves. When the network was set up, it immediately started to introduce other families and they were getting to hear that they were going through similar scenarios. So we were able to signpost them to other families going through something similar, a particular thought process at that time. So 
it started, yes, very much as a signposting exercise. And then as we started to develop the network and be much more um, bringing people together through sort of workshop sessions and insight sessions and what we'd call a sort of a fishbowl session, mm-hmm. it enabled them all to come together and actually share their stories and learn from each other. Therefore, the peer-to-peer learning has become a really good sort of advantage to them because many a time we, we found that seeking help from outside of the family is that they really they don't really trust many people and of course as we all know there's lots of consultants and lots of people out there who want to come in and give best advice but they don't as Sue's alluded to really they don't really open up but the network itself has enabled them to sort of become this sort of you know, sharing of minds and opening up with each other. And what's important to us as well is that we're not a, it's not a membership type of thing where you must become a member in order to engage. It's absolutely the reverse of that. We just very much say, don't have to be a membership for anything at all. This network is purely signposting to introduce you all so you can all sort of learn from each other and develop from it. And I think what's key on that, just picking up on what Dave said, is you know the network is is the site. You know it is a signpost in terms of people come to us. But then what they do is, you know, there are lots of sort of professional people and those advisors who absolutely are the key people for organisations. You know, going forward. But it's almost that element of trust or education of who they go to and. That's very much where, and it's all part of that peer-to-peer, it's bringing all of that together. And so people feel almost that they can open their doors to the relevant advisors and the right people to help their businesses go forward. Yeah, and one of the things that we hear quite often is family businesses think they're the only um, organisation that is suffering from a particular challenge. So whilst that's possibly true in that the family members are going to be unique we've said on previous episodes the challenges that are being faced are um, repeated across family businesses across the world it's it's not even a um, necessarily localized or a a national thing Um, the the worldwide challenges that face um, businesses when there's families involved um, can, can be universal and so I'm guessing that when you start to um, talk to these people, someone may come in and say, I'm having difficulty in in my relationship with my father or I'm having problems finding an export um, strategy for X, Y and Z. And you can then start to join the pieces together because other people are coming to you with similar challenges. Is that right? That's exactly it, Russ. When they're coming to us and telling their story, you know immediately within your mind you, you're already identifying other people who've been going through something similar and, you, and you're almost naming names in your head thinking I know exactly who you need to be introduced to and who you need to talk to. And I think you know it's important let's not forget these the family business it's still a business you know so they still have to be innovative looking to the future sustaining looking at the growth and and it's about working alongside that as well as the additional challenges sometimes of being you know the makeup of the family business and i think sometimes when talking to businesses it's almost there's the family element but then they've also got to look at the business elements as well and sometimes it's being able to separate that where they can because 
and addressing those different challenges because I remember speaking to a family business very recently where they said, you know, whenever commercially they make a decision, they make a decision because it's the best thing for the business, but actually there's always a bit of a sense check about what would the family think. And it might not be that they go back and that, that's a game changer in their decision making, but it's something that they sense check back. Yeah. And so what are some of the more common challenges that you find the family businesses that you're speaking to are, are facing? And I, I don't necessarily mean in, in sort of naming specific businesses with specific challenges, but there must be a general theme that perhaps is affecting um, business at, at the moment. And then what other means, you mentioned these insight events and, and one I'm intrigued on, did you say a fishbowl event or a fishbowl view? Um, you know, what are the, what are the challenges and, and how do those events help to um, face those? Okay, well, I'll take you through a few sort of common scenarios then that we find ourselves up against and then soon maybe you sort of run through the fishbowl Sort of, uh, yeah, approach that we're taking yeah. as well. Um, so, so probably one of the comments you know, we we know at the top of all this, we'd always discuss with family businesses. You, everyone refers to succession. If I strip that right back to what is probably the commonest is more around the communication between the families and the generations. That there's almost a decision being made from the current leaders, owners of the family business of who's going to take charge, who's going to have responsibility, and so on. However, that discussion has not taken place with the next generation. So often, uh, and certainly we, we've been involved with quite a number of them where we've had to sit around the table and introduce that conversation on their behalf. Um, and, and I've certainly been in situations where we've been in the room and it's been announced and that um, son, daughter, whatever, had, had no idea um, what the intentions of the parents were um, in terms of moving forward. So you then have to start to un unpick that and help the next generation with how to do that transition. But the other ones that sort of start to come in as well is when fate has played a hand, and that has happened on so many occasions as well, where we've been called in because suddenly you know, for, um, for a particular reason, one of the parents has stepped out of the business or unfortunately had, had passed away suddenly, and that wasn't on the plan, and they find themselves um, taking over a business they, they really know nothing about because the, the parents hadn't really shared it with them. And so we have to sort of help make sense of the business in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think a real, something I hear a lot of is... Um, you know, talking about that planning and that communication, it, you hear so many family businesses say, and certainly, you know, the, the generations say, well, we know it's something we need to do. We've just not got there yet. Um, and obviously then, like Dave says, when fate, you know, has played a hand, that's when issues like this come to the forefront. I think another um, issue that I think, you know, you were asking before us about what current and I think something um, at the moment is, and I think it's really such a big decision for some of the, the transition of generations or even the next generation has to make is, you know, do they keep it as a family business or is it at a stage where actually is it, for, you know, to sell 
or do they reshape the makeup of the family business and, and who do they bring in as perhaps as non-family members to help take that, that the business forward? And I think that, that brings a whole plethora of, of other sort of challenges and things that perhaps some of these family businesses haven't quite thought about in the past. Sorry, Russell, I was just going to say, sort of in addition to that as well, um, early talking recently, um, working with a, a couple of fourth and fifth generations, both of which made that decision, um, we certainly will not see a fifth or sixth generation of this business. Uh, my children will not be involved in that business. And when and you're sort of asking why, it's because of all the the emotional drain, the infighting, that after each generation, it's slowly been breaking down and fragmenting. And a slight difference from a family business has the emotional ties, where if you are a non-family business, of course, people may just fall out and go their own ways. But how do you fall out and go your own way when you're all connected mm. as a family? Yeah, especially if you think you're going to get around the table again at Christmas or birthdays or whatever the yeah, so it might be. Some table chat. I think the flip side to that as well is um, it might be that um, and again, a family that I've, I've worked with recently, where actually the next generation has come in and they're really on a rescue mission to, to sort of check, take this, pick this family business up and take it forward because they're, they're really sort of looking, actually there is a future for it, but obviously, you know, in part of that transition, the business itself has just been allowed to sort of um, Take, take, you know, sort of not grow and not sustain because that wasn't in in that, you know, the original generation's plan. So I think interestingly enough, sometimes then the next generation just come through and they are seeing. But I think the biggest thing is the diversification sometimes of what might be set up for the the next generation to take that business forward. Um, quite often you do hear, and it it's a challenge sometimes for them to think about. Well, what can we do? for our next generation. So they're now having to relook at the whole makeup of the business and, and the, the, the sector around them, you know, what, to then decide, well, if we set something else up, that then would give another option, because it's about, you know, the challenge can be sometimes, there might not be a next gen there to take that business over, or does that next generation actually want to be part of the family business? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen a, a lot of that um, in terms of it's almost a transition from a family business to a business family where they're using the the business as a tool to be able to um, expand and diversify into areas they perhaps wouldn't have considered before. But because there's motivation from the rising generation to, to be able to do that. Um, and I think, so you touched on a point that was really, um, it was very relevant um, earlier on when you were saying that business owners have got businesses to run as well as within the um, scope of a family business deal with the family issues so it's not as if um, those succession plans or the disaster plans have a greater priority it's just that the consequences could necessarily be um, worse because you're dealing with the grief of losing a family member plus the fact that then the business can be left in um, a, a state of um, disarray, shall we say. Um, so the sooner people get to those types of planning, it, it obviously is beneficial. Yes, I agree. And actually that brings nicely on to you asking us before about the insight events and the fishbowl session. I think just briefly to go back 
the Insight event. You know, that is an event where family businesses are talking to each other in, in an environment where they feel, once they get warmed up, you know, that it's a safe and trusted environment because they realize on that peer-to-peer level that others are going through it. But actually, they might be a totally different sector to, you know, businesses that might be in that room or on site. We do a lot of the insight events actually on site, you know, so people get the opportunity to learn about, you know, these other businesses. But what you do find is they start to discuss those challenges. And I think it was really interesting. It was at the Family Business Conference last year that that we really introduced the the concept of the fishbowl session, uh, which was facilitated and led you know, by Jackie Jackson for us at the time. Um, and we worked with a business who had got a particular issue. And it's a really brave thing. There was a hundred and odd people in that room. <laughs> and you, you have an inner circle of peers um, who are allowed to ask open and closed questions, but that's it, to once this problem has been shared, this challenge has been shared. So it could be, um, I've got two, you know, two siblings, but I'm not sure out of them who's going to be the managing director of the business, you know, and who might have another role. It's that decision making. So that was, you know, something that could be shared. So the the peers sort of around that have the opportunity to challenge that person, really to try and tease as much information out of them as possible. Because actually, as they start to do that, that that person who's sharing their challenge, they almost start answering it themselves. You know, and and that's, but they're really, I mean, the first one we ran, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. You know, it was very powerful. I mean, Dave was actually part of that session, so probably Dave is the best one to share his his thoughts on, on that. Yeah, value when you sort of sat there, when you when you listen to this person and, and their particular, you're almost because you've kind of heard this many many times over, almost in your own head, you want to say to I know exactly how this needs to play out. But it was interesting to listen to everyone else who's sort of sharing that sort of experience as well. What kind of questions are they asking that person as well? How are they coming about it? But you could see, and as soon as alluded to that, what asking those sort of questions and when we were sort of just, I suppose, trying to find out a little bit more about that scenario, you could see that they were already making a decision and the fact that they just said it out loud about what their intentions were or what they thought should be the approach they should be taking, it it was almost something that, how best to describe it, almost, because it was in their head for such a long time, and to be able to sort of say it out loud to a group of people uh, within that room, it really, really helped them. They, they almost, mm. they, it's almost like therapy, isn't it? Yeah, no, it that's, is. That's really, yeah. I suppose what I was trying to get to. And also, I think with it, what I find fascinating is, is when someone actually says something out loud, and I'm sure we've all done it ourselves, as you say it out loud, it either feels right or doesn't feel right, you know, and... And that, I mean, we've all been there, I'm sure, with different situations, but it, that yeah. sort of real the power, I would say, and, and the value of some of the, you know, the, the fishbowl yeah. session. And, and of course, the rest of the audience are there, you know, the majority of the audience that were there were all family businesses of some kind. And see, they're all listening in on it, and probably all, they all have their own answers for it. But at the same time, they're thinking, 
I've got that exact situation yeah. coming up myself. Um, so it, it's it's a really good way to draw out two or three different topics. If you imagine somebody sat in the hot chair next at their particular scenario, and they're all real scenarios. This isn't made up. Um, and that's really, really beneficial to everybody else in the room. And I'd say, actually, through the power of the network, we talked before about you know getting businesses who perhaps don't traditionally come to the forefront, you know, for, for different events or different scenarios within the family business sector. It's amazing something like the fishbowl, the people who are in that room, the several people, you know, as they, like Dave, you, you know, you could almost create a series of fishbowls with different, addressing different topics because now. There's other family businesses going, well, actually, I'd really like to get that, that professional opinion and help from advisors, but also other family business owners. And it's, but it's, a very, it's almost a very controlled way of, of that session being facilitated. Because mm. it can be, with, with the type of solutions that are available, it, it can be that there are technical and financial solutions to challenges that are out there. But they don't necessarily, and if there's lawyers, accountants, financial planners sat in the, the room or, or available to them as support saying, well, have you considered this? Have you considered that? Having another family business or having a family business facilitate means that they can offer an opinion based on that element of it that isn't covered by a textbook, that isn't covered by the, if you need to solve this problem, this is a solution type um, arrangement that um, can be thrown at people in that situation yeah I definitely think so but I think you know for me with you know there are other there will be you know advisors in the room and actually I always say to family businesses as much as we share our you know you share your stories and you discuss those challenges you've also got a collection of professionals around you who can give you some like even in a couple of sentences can almost change if you've got a thought in your mind, how you might then be able to do that in terms of, you know, to get that the right professional help going forward. And that might not be something that if they just traditionally thought, oh, well, we need some help, but we're not sure who to go to or how to get it. You know, as they share those stories in that environment, within, you know, certainly whether it's an insight event or a fishbowl session, you find that people do become more open to then ask, you know, myself or, or Dave, you know, well, who can we go to? Who could help us with this or, you know, and that side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they sound fascinating. I've not heard of a, a fishbowl event before, but they um, they sound really, really useful and, um, and productive. Well, I'd say, and, I'd say watch this space then with the, uh, the Family Business uh, Network and Fishbowl. Fantastic. Work. Yes. <laughs> um, and on that, I mean, obviously you, you've recently expanded – the network into Yorkshire, so it's Cumbria, Lancashire, and Yorkshire. Is that right? Um, and for our non-UK listeners, that's uh, in the north of England. Um, what was the motivation behind the expansion? Is it to to get the same message out to more businesses? I think there's probably two different answers here: one from yep. myself and one from Dave. But, but for me, you know, back in 2014, the network officially you know, became a network family business network in Cumbria. There was a lot of crossover with businesses into Lancashire and into, into Yorkshire um, and businesses wanting to be involved. 
And But what I didn't want to do was just go straight out there right at the start. And as much as I am quite known for wanting to take the world over and run before I can walk, there are times where... <laughs> there are times where actually, you know, you have to really understand the makeup of the businesses, you know, the environment. You know, it takes time to build that trust. And, you know, and I wanted to make sure I got it right in Cumbria. And I couldn't do that without the help of, of some people like Dave or, you know, other people that I've worked with. But you have to bring, it takes time to develop those relationships and realize who you can work with. And I think naturally, you know, with, we, as well as our workshops and fishbowls and insight events, you know, we have a, an annual family business conference and a family business awards, which is for Cumbria. And off the back of that, what people have started to say is, you know, and I take it as a real honor and a real compliment, uh, to be fair, you know, what you've started to create is another community. You know, we're, we're creating a community of, of people, of family businesses. And... I think the motivation for me is very much that, you know, well, if we've done it in Cumbria and we've already started to build that without actually officially doing anything into, into Lancashire and into Yorkshire, certainly that, that made perfect sense. Um, and probably really from York, the Yorkshire element was um, my working relationship with Dave, really, and obviously his sort of living in Yorkshire and I used to live in Yorkshire as well so it's not that I'm not known to Yorkshire I am. Yeah cause I, I think where it works so well across the Cumbrian region and, and how it sort of really developed through the insights through the conferences through the awards it was growing momentum all the time and attracting more and more people to, to want to be involved and then when I had opportunity to sort of move back to the Yorkshire region and looking at the landscape out there Again, we found exactly as Cumbria was originally, there wasn't really anything right across the region that was connecting up and helping all of the different family businesses. Certainly on a very senior level, on the, sort of the largest of the businesses out there, there's some very good uh, sort of groups helping them. But the majority, again, still just looking after themselves. So, so it was almost, well, exactly what we were doing in Cumbria we should be introducing exactly the same across the Yorkshire region. And as Sue's mentioned, there was enough people sort of saying, when are you coming? Because we're, we're having this exact same conversation right now as we're talking to people down in, in Lincolnshire. Discussions are taking place. And as we're talking to different people, we're saying, I hear you've been across Cumbria, you're now launching in Yorkshire. When are you coming to Lincolnshire? So there's this almost this need yeah. that's out there and saying when could you come and help us and it's almost like people are a step ahead of us yeah. <laughs> I would say you know and, and for me you know we, we've got to get it right so it's about anything if you're going into you know a business or diversification or anything you know you need to need to be planned right you need to get it right it needs to grow and evolve at the right pace and, and I think now definitely feels the right time for it to come into Yorkshire, the network. Yeah, we, we, yeah. The, the formula's right. We know it's right. We know it, it, it's creating the value, the feedback we get from everybody, and the fact it, it's growing all the time. So that's all the right sort of signposting to us that we, it's saying, right, take that exact same formula and introduce it into, into the Yorkshire region and as we continue on, but obviously only at a pace that we can do this, because mm -hmm. it's, it's really important. It's done right uh, from the very beginning, rather than sort of 
how quickly can we system? Yeah. <laughs> it's not about taking up the world, it's about doing right by businesses and building that reputation. But I think what's really interesting, actually, that, that's come out of, of this is people are really protective as well. So, you know, I mean, which again is a very a big compliment, but family businesses in Cumbria, you know, are sort of very much, well, you're not going to stop doing things in Cumbria, are you? And I'm like, no, it's very much about, you know, we're taking, you know, like data what we've done now in, into the other areas and obviously into Yorkshire. I did step into Lancashire last week, you know, with an event there, and there's other plans to do that. But it, it is about just taking it at that time. But I think wherever I go, if, if we've not run an insight event or something, that people start to question you. And I actually get calls, you know, to me saying, when's the next event and, you know, what's happening. And I think because of that appetite, that, that when you start to get that, that's when you know it's the right time to take it to you know move it to the next stage. Yeah, and I, and I find yeah. we're just going to say, Russ, the um, what we found certainly over the last sort of three years in part of this development, we have lots of the family businesses and individuals. Year one would sit on the fence and watch and listen. Yeah. Year two, they start to come to some of the insight sessions and attend one of the conferences. And then by year three, they're saying, is there an opportunity for me to speak? Mm. I'd love to share my story. And so that's the kind of length of time it takes for them to totally buy into it, get it, understand it, and want to completely engage. And I think, and that's the priority for me. You know, it, I mean, the, you know, the network is, is built on family businesses that are engaged with it. And we talked before about the makeup of the family business network. You know, it isn't a membership model. You know, we're not forcing people to, to you have to be part of this network, it's an option. But actually people want to and want to engage with it. And I think, you know, working but also what they do see is the value behind having then other organisations that might work with family businesses or or want to support family businesses, you know, they're the ones that help the, the collaborations and us, you know, take the network forward, really. And I think because of that model, it, it sort of engages both sides. Um, but, but Dave's absolutely right. I would say, um, you know, sort of with Cumbria now, I have people want, you know, coming to me saying, when can we, we'd love to do an insight event or if I can be part of a panel or can I talk, you know, it, 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 and it isn't just for people from Cumbria, it's across the country. Um, but it's just it's taken that time to build that momentum. So I'm really excited about actually what what's going to happen going forward. You know, within to Yorkshire, I think definitely. It's yeah. Like. And one of the things that I think um, we, we might be worthwhile just going into a, a little more depth on is something we've touched on earlier, and it's clearly. Uh, a fundamental part if not the the most you know the the strongest part of what you've created is this safe space to be able to talk to peers and to you and to the professionals in the in the network uh, around those challenges and David mentioned about the the sort of three-year cycle that that um, that takes to, to in order to to build that trust and it it seems as if you've got that mix right for uh, all the right reasons to then be able to expand it into to other regions rather than it be right we've created this model let's just go and try and take over the world and replicate it elsewhere because I think with something like this the motivation has to be genuine rather than it being right let's find a way of 
you know, making as much money as we can around a, a, a flawed model. It seems you're doing it almost counterintuitively to that is let's make the model as user-friendly and safe and trusting and beneficial as we can and whatever follows, follows. I think that's absolutely right. This word of trust is really, really important to us about this one. That it's almost the family businesses are the ones that vote for this. In effect, it's, it's as we grow and develop it, it's their engagement. We're not going out there sort of trying to seek them out. Yes, we go out looking for people who would you uh, speak at an event or would you like to share your story. We're trying to identify and bring them out. But on the whole, the majority are coming to us wanting to. We'd love to engage a suicide sort of insight or fishbowl or something. Um, will you come and talk to us? They're seeking us out. And that should be the right way around because that is telling us that what we've got is right, they're valuing it, and they are looking to come to us rather than us constantly knocking on doors and trying to persuade people because that, that's certainly not the way for it to go. And I think, you know, the other side of it is, is um, for, the, for certainly a lot of family businesses I've worked with and experienced with through the network is that you are, you become a voice for them, actually, you know, which is an incredible honour to be, to, to but, but you do, and, and they trust, it is that, that trust. And, you know, certainly for me, the network's about, you know, what, building on that trust and that safe environment, because then that's how businesses do become more engaged with you going forward and they want to be part of the journey you know and that's what builds the momentum um, and that's when they start to see the impact and the value that the network can can offer them as well mm. and the you've mentioned a couple of times about the conference what more can you tell us about that um, so this year we're in year three of the family business conference so it's on uh, October the 11th um, last three years, and, and this year included, it's been held in Cumbria because that seemed to be the right place, obviously, with the, you know, the network being in Cumbria. But I think what's very clear, it isn't just a, family, a conference for family businesses in Cumbria. It is, a, it is a family business conference that's held in Cumbria. And I think the speakers that we start to bring in, you know, I mean, obviously, sort of through the, over the years, we've had some local speakers last year. Um, you know, William Robinson from Robinson's Brewery was there. This year, we've got um, Dennis Short, who's um, from DCS, uh, a bit, you know, one of the UK's largest sales and distribution centre. Now, again, you know, we talked about trust and bringing that in. That he was an introduction through a family business in Cumbria, and they'd worked with Dennis. And then, I'm on myself, myself and Dave went to, went to meet him quite recently. Um, he has links to Cumbria with with residents there uh, some of the year as well. But actually, other businesses, this year, the conference, the theme is, it's sort of fallen into its own theme, really, about very much building on what people said about this community. You know, you're creating another community. There's lots of interviews with different families from all three counties that we've got from Cumbria, Lancashire and Yorkshire, um, where it is a bit kitchen table style, but I think that's, that's a real strength because you find that people become more open in that environment. Um, as well as the fishbowl session this year, we've got, um, and I think, you know, uh, some great family businesses that, again, perhaps haven't engaged in the first couple of years, but this year are, you know, are wanting to be, to be part of that. 
Um, the other area that we've not really talked about yet, but is a big part of the network, and again, is coming through with the conference, is the area around philanthropy. You know, that, that's a big passion for family businesses um, and their makeup. And I think the legacy and that philanthropy, you know, that philanthropy really actually is a big makeup of the network as well. So all of that coming into the conference this year. And there's another interesting part to it as well, with because we had Fred Story, yes, last, Story year, yeah. last year uh, speaking, showing for the first time he, he'd never really told his story before. So he was a good sort of headline uh, speaker for the conference. But what has become interesting out of that, his son and daughter had requested to come along to the conference and speak and, it, and really tell their story, if you like. So we've gone from father sharing story to now son and daughter saying, we'd like to have a session and share our point of view mm -hmm. about being involved in part of the business. So that was another interesting dynamic coming through. Yeah, and, and, it, and also on top of that, you know, the, the one person I shouldn't forget out of all of this, he's been an absolute, a real advocate, and he, Dave introduced me to several years ago, um, is John Stevenson, who's the MP for Carlisle. But he, he has many parliamentary remits, but one of them is being family business. So he's been a fantastic advocate and support and, and really helpful, actually, you know, when cause he deals with family businesses of all different sizes, you know, across the country. So he's been really helpful in bringing some of the topics and the issues and talking. But he's there um, at, the, at the conference as well this year, and he gives a bit of a, a, a bit of an overview that perhaps we don't often get because it's the, it's the parliamentary overview of family businesses and, and the different topics and discussions that happen in Westminster and and he can share that. And I think that's, that's bringing things like that to the conference, you know, they're, they're quite unique and that they really, again, give something back to these family businesses. And obviously, is that bringing that into the launch in Yorkshire? It's yes, important to him yeah. to be involved in that too. So it, it's where we move, move to and from. Then John's there very much, sort of on side and giving that support as well. Yes. That's a testament as well to to the way in which you've gone about doing this, is that it's been recognised by people who um, do have uh, family businesses at, at, at their heart, that this has been done in a way that is truly supportive and beneficial to um, those people who are involved in, in the network itself. Yeah, no, um, very, really, and sorry, that, that's really not a great answer, but it, it, it is a testament and I think the way, I mean, we've seen the video. It, it's not a video that he's done recently for us as well, talking about the network, as you mm. say. And I think actually when you hear back some of the things that, that John said and actually feedback you get from the family business community, again, it, that's when you realise what, what the strength of the network is. And sometimes we're in it, you know, we're delivering it and you don't always see that. So it's almost like, Family businesses have to take a step back and listen to others. Actually, we running the network have to take that step back sometimes and really appreciate, obviously, the feedback, but then that allows us to take that forward. And, yeah, as, as Dave said, you know, with John, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's following us around the country at this stage uh, where we go. Um, and it is, you know, it, it's a real testament to the network and to all who's involved with it, I would say. Well, I'm just thinking that there's... There's sort of like an advocacy started as well with this because it was only from 
this morning a phone conversation I had with one of the family businesses that when you put the call into them to ask them to be in a certain part of the country and help be at an event or deliver or be part of some sort of workshop program, they're immediately saying, not a problem, um, you know, I'm here to help. He sort of built, certainly, over the last sort of number of years, a whole series of people who would more than happy come out of area and help another group somewhere. And so yeah. there's a very good advocacy program being built around this as well. Mm. Fantastic. It sounds, sounds brilliant. So if somebody's listening to this in, say, uh, other areas of the UK, or um, we, I know we have listeners um, in America and Canada, in Australia, um, to, all over the world. They can um, can they benefit from from the work you're doing as well? Can if they've got something they're struggling with, can they give you a shout and say, "Have you come across this?" Yes, absolutely. And interestingly enough, uh, I got asked the very the question the other day uh, when I was doing an insight event in Lancashire. Um, the there was a gentleman there who actually had come over from Ghana and was working with yeah working with Lancaster University. Um, he'd been there involved um, just talking to them around areas of succession planning, and he. Um, specifically changed his travel plans to make sure he could come along to the Insight event because he'd heard through other peers at Lancaster University that it, it was something he should go to. And for him, he specifically came along and, and really wanted to ask about the succession and, you know, on that side. But actually now going, he's obviously travelled home back to Ghana, but what, what he's now done is you can obviously access the website, which is FanBizNet, .co.uk. Off the back of that, there will be partner areas and other certain parts of the website where there will be different areas of support that isn't just face-to-face, -face, it will be that online as well. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, and again, it's helping to build that community, isn't it? Because um, we mentioned right at the, the top of the show that the family businesses are collectively unique, if you like, that they are... Uh, all experiencing similar challenges, um, albeit within their own unique family systems. So um, having some resource and availability of that to, to help them out is um, is obviously a good thing. Yeah, it's it just the, the whole makeup, as you're sort of saying, with the, all of the businesses are absolutely unique, but at the same time, very much the same. Once you start to go down into those businesses, the what they're going through is very much shared by many, many other businesses. And so when, they, when they're coming to us, we can actually point them in the direction of many other businesses who are going through exactly the same um, particular challenge or emotional turmoil or accelerated growth. And we just say, look, talk to each other, help each other out, meet up. Mm. Yeah, I think it's such a, a great thing to uh, to be involved in, and we're delighted you've come on the show today to um, tell people about it. And uh, I, I have absolutely no doubt the expansion into Yorkshire will be a huge success, and then into Lincolnshire, and then uh, was it global domination soon? I think global was. Yeah, the global will come. Yeah, 
Ross, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you as well, Ross, for for giving us the opportunity. And how can our audience find out um, a little more about you and and how can they get in touch? Well, the the website, which I mentioned before, say it again, the fanbiznet.co.uk. Um, on there is details of either how to subscribe to receive different um, updates of events and news, family business news, um, or obviously my contact details are direct on there. And the you know dates will be to certainly for the Yorkshire. Yeah, so um, if, if anyone's needed any help or guidance, I mean that's the website is the direct route, or at least sort of saying mm-hmm. please can someone come back to me, um, either sharing a particular challenge or just an inquiry level, mm-hmm. then we're really happy to hear from everybody yeah. and just um, try and help support them. We're also very active on social media, so people can direct message um, through the different forms of, of that, through, if they follow the link to Family's Net. Fantastic. And um, what we'll do is um, provide links to all of those in our show notes. Um, and I know we're recording this a couple of days before your la- uh, your launch events in Yorkshire, but we're releasing it a couple of days afterwards. So it's a bit of a, a weird question, but hopefully the um, it went well. Um, and uh, uh, we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Uh, well, it, it will go. It will go well. Extremely well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very comfortable with a great lineup of speakers sharing their stories. Two of which, for the first time, which is something I always love, someone standing there yeah. for the very first time sharing a family story. We've got a lovely fifth generation, um, and it's going to be wonderful for the audience to be to be in that room and hearing it firsthand. And that's that's really the, the really special stuff to us. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's the true value and the ethos, I'd say, behind the network. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, congratulations to you both. And um, we look forward to um, to watching you progress further. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you very much, Thank you. That's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to leave us a review, please feel free to do so on iTunes if you want to get in touch, you can find out more information at www.fanbizpodcast.com. We'll see you again soon.